You're listening to DraftKings Network. It's 50%. Sounds like my math scores. Maybe I should pay attention to analytics more. That's why you have us. Yes. <laughs> You're two personal nerds. <laughs> I don't know about you, but we're feeling episode 22 in the Too Many Men family. Joining me, as always, is Shayna Goldman. Shayna, say hi. Hey. And the ever-traveling, ever-dedicated, ever-witty, and ever-committed Sarah Sivian from Boston. Sarah, how are Are you? Are we having podcast drama right now? That wasn't a great intro for Shayna, and I was really hyped wow. up. Wow. Well, well, Shayna, Shayna doesn't get one. She just gets the high. Yeah, I'll talk wow. to Shayna. Bye, Shayna. compliments. Oh no, my God. no, it's fine. I will just post a picture online with a sword going through my chest. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Spread across it. I'm going to hire. I'm going to ask that agent, be like, sup, who'd you, uh, Who'd you get to do Alan that for Walsh. you? His name yeah. is Alan Walsh. Alan Walsh. You know that Tory crew posted a picture of Boston with no caption on Instagram yesterday. Um, and his Instagram bio is apparently just hockey player, I've heard. <laughs> I love when they do this. No soap operas, just hockey. Well, we have started off ready to go. Um, Sarah, did you have anything to add in general um, before we start? Was I supposed to? No. all right let's let's get into it um as always um we start with the notorious shit list we have a couple new entries well we have a repeat entry and we have a new entry Shayna is keeper of the shit list who would you like for us to discuss first let's talk before we get into hockey we'll go quick Novak Djokovic welcome back to the shit list even though you've never left um, he hit a line judge with a ball out of anger, which you are not allowed to do. It's called, I believe the rule is called abusive balls. Um, <laughs> he lost the point. People learned that. He, he uh, lost a point And after fleeing the first ball that was in play, he took one out of his pocket and just kind of like, it wasn't like he like whipped it, but he did hit it with his racket and it got the lining judge in the throat who was like down on the ground. You could see like seriously struggling and in pain for a minute there. Um, and baby. it was the yeah, it was the second time in a match in this match that he did that. The first one he did off to the side. Had there been fans there, I feel like it would have been a much bigger issue. So he was lucky to not get called on that. But so he was defaulted from the match, which means he's done. He's out of the entire US Open for doing something stupid. And his argument was stupid the entire time. He was not talking when he was talking to the umpires and uh, the umpires, the he wasn't wearing a, a mask. Which I'm, I'm like, I don't know what words are today. You, like, when trainers come out, you have to keep in mind the players have to put on a mask and glasses. Same with the trainers. Like, it's, they're very careful with everything. So he's just out there talking in their faces, no mask. He shook the hand of his opponent after. You're not supposed to do that. You're just supposed to tap racket. So it's like, whatever he can do wrong, he will do wrong. And like, because Literally. You know, yeah. And because you know everything of what he did in 2020, like, holding a tournament during everything with COVID, the anti-vaxxing, the starting a players association without women originally. So like, that's just 2020. You know, he's a shithead in general that it like, it just adds up and this just added to it. So, you know, no, no win for him this year and what should have been the early easiest win of his career sucks to suck. 
Go ahead, Sarah. <laughs> I'm just, it's karma. It's like the end times. We're all getting what we deserve. And I guess this guy really, I, like every time I hear about him, like I first, I don't know about tennis, but I first heard about him from Shana and then I'm, he's like on the news of doing something else bad. I'm like, can you just, God, like take it a little break. Well, and can yeah. we talk about, so Shana, you I'm sure know the name. It's the New York Post writer who wrote yeah an article about this episode and was like yeah. Djokovic frustrated loses like is kicked out of tournament when yeah. venus williams um, serena, say. Me, serena williams less than what well, well i guess it's over a year now time is irrelevant it's flat that circle. was the headline during the open two years ago when she lost to osaka yes I think. when she got frustrated on the court and had a point deducted because she spoke back to the official and it was all about how she had a tantrum and it's literally the exact same writer yeah it's it's amazing because like he's never painted as someone who does things wrong and it's incredible how often he can put his foot in his mouth like even this he was like she didn't have to be hospitalized like it doesn't matter it's the rule you didn't even have to hit her to get in trouble for this you can't do that but everyone will find a way to be like it's not that bad and he finds a way to be like oh everyone would villainize me anyway but i threw a tournament during covid and i would do it again i didn't think we did it wrong Serena is an angry black woman to the media. Like, yep. period the end, that's all she is. She is not, like, just the greatest women's tennis player. Like, arguably, one of the greatest. No, the greatest. Exactly. Like, Go. tennis player, period. So, it's always interesting. Like, don't get me wrong. When she got in trouble with the uh, ref there and everything that happened, did she cross the line? Probably. She, she was pretty harsh with him. I mean, she was accused of cheating. It was a whole thing. But – if I remember correctly, he did not get to uh, be a referee for the next like match that came up, the next Grand Slam or something like that. Like I, I don't think it was just her having an issue. I think it was both of them in the end because they both crossed the line. But if you're gonna talk shit about her and say she was over the line, then like I'm sorry, you have to do it for both. But they could never. Like he's a white man; it's no big deal. Versus the angry black woman that we have to put the headlines that way. We have to use the imaging that way, and it's the same with. Uh, the rivalry with her and like Sharapova. It was like, look, it's Serena oh versus Sharapova, yeah. this blonde, right. you know, like stick figure who was playing tennis and they made it like this huge rivalry that it wasn't like, it was very- It wasn't even good. Didn't she never even win against Serena or maybe once? Yeah, she barely did. And then she lost- <laughs> Look at you go, Sarah Sivian, yeah. tennis knowledge. I do know about this part of tennis, the, the yeah. sexism and racism. Yeah. And she, she was banned for over a year for using an illegal substance that like her team was notified of. It was a whole thing. She said it was for one thing and it was like on their ban list and she still used it. But like, let's paint her to be like this saint versus Serena. Like it just, it's, it's terrible. So it's nice to see like, you see like Osaka uh, didn't play and um, it was the Western open. She chose not to play. And she even said like, it's a very white sport. So she's hoping like she can like send a message with it. And you know, they, they definitely need a message sent. Like, this is a sport that needs it top to bottom because it is so white and you can see how everything's, like, painted. Well, there you go. Welcome back. <laughs> Gentlemen, I've used that term loosely for him. Mm -hmm. Our other repeat visitor, although perhaps arguably the scope is bigger now of who we're talking about, who else <laughs> is on our shit list? Shana, go. The, the we, Washington we predicted Capitol. this. We yes, we did. predicted this on the show. Yep. We manifested it by trying not to manifest it. Yeah, right. And Not it was already at that point, 
there it was already like in speculation and being mentioned and you just see how like we said this would grow it's the washington capitals for interviewing mike babcock for a head coaching position we literally said it will be brought up by insiders you do not need to bring up his name you do not need to speak it into existence you do not need to get some sort of approval from fans or, you know, take the blow of the pushback that like, if the first person to mention it might get more pushback and then it'll like soften as it goes. Cause it's like, all right, we already like went through that. No, like it shouldn't have happened. And it's still being spoken into existence and still like being excused. And it's like, well, look at what he does with teams, even though you can argue what he does with teams isn't good enough to be a head coach in the NHL when there's so few opportunities, but like, well, let's be clear. Let's let's recap here to your okay. point. What 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 we're what if you haven't been listening, as all of these insiders are talking about Babcock interviewing with Washington, no one that I have seen, and I said this last week, I will say it again. Anyone who knows otherwise, please correct me. I would literally be thrilled to be wrong about this. No one has challenged the Capitals or raised the issue of part of the reason why Babcock was fired which was mental abuse of players, period. And listen, I've been kind of checked out of just, it's so hard to kind of like care about so many things at once, especially the Washington Capitals hiring a coach. Like, I'm like, I don't really care. But like, at the same time, I can barely care about my own work. But at the same time, yeah, that's definitely not happened. And I do think there's a problem right now that, and I'm wary of NHL teams not just teams like the NHL because they've been mandating like the zoom calls, but them being able to have so much control over what's said in the media, what's asked in the media and being able to cut the media off. I know Thomas Strands who worked for um, the Florida Panthers and is now being really vocal about this isn't cool. Like they cut us off after this many questions when we wanted to ask about social justice, like with the implication of that. And I mean, I've noticed it on some like calls with the NHL, not really with the Canes, but it's still, it's tough even if they give you all the time in the world to ask on Zoom and it's easier for coaches to brush it off because you don't get a follow-up. You don't, or you might get to go again, but then it's just kind of like very harder, but it's still, this is something that absolutely should have come up in the first five minutes of a Zoom call if they're even having them. It's just, it kind of stinks that the, um, the big talk about race and hockey is happening right now where we can't, necessarily be as good as we possibly could you know what I want about like like telling stories and having players express things to us but at the same time it's kind of on them if they want to right right and express it what's frustrating to me too and I agree with you Sarah the access has been limited as we all know but I've seen plenty of national media figures talking about this potential hire is it happening is it not happening and this doesn't even have to do with access. They're not even raising the issue. Yeah, that's They're absolutely not valid. even raising the issue. And again, like I said, I would love to be wrong. Please prove me wrong. Please show me where someone has asked or raised it and I'll be thrilled. I did see um, Russian Machine Never Breaks had a piece talking about it and their, their thought process. They do think that the organization is considering it, but we don't know that for sure. And listen, if he's taken steps to rehabilitate and change, this isn't about canceling Mike Babcock, but this is about making sure that we get better. He's not even canceled. Well, He's about it? to get a job in an amazing yeah. or maybe yeah. getting a job. Like that's the thing. Cancel right. culture doesn't exist for white men. It's go away for three to five months and act like you've changed. Don't apologize. We'll give you a call. Or just pretend it never happened. Like that's not even good. It. We'll give right. you a call. 
like no one even wants to like acknowledge that it happened. And I know like you can look at it and be like, oh, well, you know, he did his, like, it's not, he didn't have to wait years. And it just blows my mind. Like, what can you get away with as an NHL coach before you're actually like banished from the circles of ever coming back? Like what? And I'm not saying like, I want that to happen to someone. I'd like to see change, but it's just like, where, where's our moral compass? If like, everyone's just going, this is fine. Nothing's changed, but it's fine. We went away for a minute. Now he's back. It's okay. It's totally fine. Like, at what point do you just look at it and be like, I, I like, no, this does not that's work. What, that's what I'm saying. Like, again, can someone just, they made such a big deal about it when it happened that this was huge and players came forward. And now we've literally forgotten this. These are, these are people who oh. go on TV shows and talk about a goal from a game in 1962 in the second mm-hmm. period of an exhibition play. Like, stop it. Not and- to go on kind of a more personal rant, but this is why, what my issue, I've been so disenfranchised lately with, or disenchanted, I guess, with, um, the idea of being an insider or like getting inside scoop because it's like what you have to do. Like, I'm just doing my job by reporting the news or whatever, but you can't not mention things like, like don't be scared to mention something that somebody did. Yep. Why there's nobody forgot about this. This was the biggest news of maybe the year that didn't have to do with actual on ice stuff because it's the Maple Leafs. And it's like, that's exactly it. It, this did not happen with the Florida Panthers. This is yeah. where you could say it's Florida, you know, right. this didn't happen in Arizona where you could write it off and go with well, are an unstable franchise or whatever, like hockey narrative you want to put on it. This happened to the Toronto Maple Leafs, the most talked about uh, team in the entire world, basically of hockey, because it's Toronto and everything's, how does it affect the Leafs? This affected the Leafs and you're already forgetting it. Like maybe. Maybe it's because everything that affects the leaf it's, is jammed down our throat so much that we, we are just immune to it and we turn it off and we're like, I can't, I can't listen to it. So maybe that's why it's not sticking in our brains because we just hear too much from them constantly. So maybe if, you know, what do they say? Like the quietest voice speaks the loudest and all that kind of bullshit. Like, yeah, I wouldn't know what that means. But imagine if they didn't bitch about every single thing that happened and how it affects the leaves things would stick more often. So now I'm going to blame the Leafs. Here we go. <laughs> this is, how do the Leafs affect us? How do the Leafs affect us? If we didn't hear so many minor storylines, let's, let, let's talk about ten, for 10 years long about a fourth liner getting nine minutes instead of 10 or something like that. And we focus more on the bigger issues. They'd stick more often. But like, I'm, I'm not even, I'm like, I'm a little kidding with that, but I'm really not. But it just blows my mind. Like if this affected it genuinely if this happened in toronto and it's so soon i would expect it for like another team it just what's it going to take then if it's if it's not something that happened with the leafs that was such a major story now that well, i see like the inner work sorry the inner workings of like how the media works it's just kind of like it sucks that yeah. people can't even mention what happened and that it's just it's predictable because that's how it works well, and this is, Sarah, you already mentioned this too. There are so many big issues that the world is trying and should be tackling right now. Racial inequality, things like this. And if we can't be bothered to make them a priority and bring them up, it shows that you're just paying lip service to all this stuff when it comes up the first time around, because you're not saying you're not committed to making change. You're not committed to holding people accountable. So I personally challenge because I know all the national media listens to too many men, obviously. (laughs) But I personally challenge, um, please, if you have the voice, if you have the audience, 
why are we not talking about this? And, and I hope that there's a great answer. I really, I do. It would be great for everything to improve and for people to improve. And in this case, Mike Babcock, but otherwise we're not, we're not doing right as people forget as hockey people. Use your platforms. They're there. Like you built them for a reason. Your yeah. job is to report things. And I understand some people want to hold on to it for the right moment, so on and so forth. But your job is to report what's going on as unbiased as possible, you know, like, and just state the facts. Your job is not to be a professional team ass kisser and right. not, and withhold information because you don't want to make it look bad or you're worried that if he does become coach, you can't ask him questions. Like, guess what? If he becomes coach, right. he should be facing these questions constantly until he shows that he's done better because we could do, I don't know, a 15th of what Mike Babcock did and be blacklisted from the industry. But Mike Babcock can literally mentally abuse players and it's okay within a year. So like, I feel like it, that needs to be like rammed into everybody's head that has a platform, like do your job and do the right thing because that's what's best for the players, for the sport, for everything. Yep. And it's kind of in the same vein of, people hiding behind being unbiased as like when they're reporting on president Trump, like, no, you're not, you don't got to see both sides of this, like say what's happening and what's happening is like, it's not your fault. What's happening is messed up, but you need to say just what's happening or you're trying to be, you actually are being more biased. So I just think about that one. So that's our shit list. What a gem repeat offenders, joyous. So encouraging. Um, we have a bit of news. Shayna, Sarah's favorite segment, bit of news. Beep, 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 beep. Um, we need music. Speaking <laughs> that of was people. It. That's all you're getting. Speaking of people who have done things to lose their jobs, this one was more focused um, on hockey and on the ice things. Um, Paul Fenton's name is back in the mix, and it was reported today that he is linked to the Florida Panthers. And in case you don't know who Paul Fenton is, Google him, please. Uh, read Mike Russo's story on him, which came oh, out. Shit, I forgot. Yeah. Was that right after he got fired or before yes. it? Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, he was the general manager. He was with Nashville. Then he was uh, the general manager of the Wild. It was the, the for the most boring franchise ever. It was a literally a wild year, and uh, it wasn't <laughs> even a year. Did he even last a year? I I couldn't even tell you. It no. was terrible. And it just, I, he could be good at certain things, but it's just amazing that it's like, this is the pool of people that we're going to keep picking from. But then again, Peter Shirelli got a job with St. Louis, like within a year of being fired from Edmonton after murdering basically two franchises, hopes and chances and dreams and everything by being terrible. So, and Shana, we don't know what the role is in Florida, correct? Yeah. That's right. correct. I don't think so. If okay. it's, I, I know you guys both mentioned it. If it is scouting, it makes sense, but I just, it, he could be totally qualified for that, but I just look at it and I'm like, why? Like, there are more than, like, if it's not like this person worked in the, in, in the league that you have to be like, they must be rehired in the league. It doesn't work like that. Get some new voices in. I just, I feel like Florida is just going to become a bigger shitstorm than it was. Like, it didn't work having you know, hockey. They've found a new GM. Yes. We do have to congratulate Bill Zito, new GM of the Florida Panthers. Yes. Congratulations. You're not going to fall asleep next to me in the press box. Did it? Already. Dale Talon. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Me in the press oh. yeah. Oh, yeah. My mom's here. Mom. Mom. Come over. Come say hi. Come here. Don't you, um, oh, look at her little The Athletic sticker. Um, on my laptop. Did you work with Brian's brother today? 
introduce your mom on the podcast so our listeners can hear her. This is my mom, Helen Ann Sivian. Hi, I'm Helen Ann. I'm Sarah's mom. Oh gosh, this is so awkward. <laughs> no, we're so excited. Is it good to have Sarah home? Are you so happy? It's awesome. It's awesome to have her home. We love Sarah Abigail. Sarah Abigail. I do. That's why this myself is. <laughs> and I love the podcast. I love listening to, to all of you. It's just so awesome and funny and informative. So thank you. Oh, well, we think you're amazing. And you brought us Sarah. We love Sarah. Oh, me too. Oh, biggest true. Breaking news. <laughs> Sarah, did you have questions for your mom? You said you wanted to ask, have her talk about mom, some stuff. Were you with uh, Brian Boyle's brother today? Yes, I was with Father Boyle. Father Actually, Boyle. Father Boyle came to visit the school because the students are receiving um, First Holy Communion next wow. week. And How was it? it? Yeah, he was great. It was hot in school, uh, but we're safe. I'm um, sure that everybody knows that. We've opened a COVID school in South Boston, so we're very safe. <laughs> um, I was just interviewed by the Boston Globe in oh. tomorrow, Channel 7. So um, life is good. Life is How old. dare she? She no, should only be by the athletic in too many minutes. No, right? <laughs> yep. There's what, 13 of them, the boys? Oh my gosh. Yeah, so yeah. many. Yeah, literally. Yeah, there's too a many lot. Men. Is, he one of the, is he older than Brian? No, um, Father Boyle actually, because today he told me that his birthday is September 19th and oh. he'll be 42. And I don't think he'd find me even saying that, but yeah, he'll be 42 years old. Well, wish him a happy birthday for us. This is the other one. This is. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> We've got the whole Sivian fam. We'll, we'll, we'll make sure we release some video. Coming a long day and having this. This is so awesome to be around. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, let's get back on the podcast. Thank you, everyone. Bye, Mama Siv. We love you. Bye. <laughs> well, there we have a lovely transition to our hockey talk. Friends, I have our picks right here. Uh, How we're doing. Would you like me to share the results to date? Yes. Now? Or, Shana, shut up. It's only because you're <laughs> winning. You guys talk. talk so much shit about my picks. Let it be known. Was I the only one to have Tampa? Yes. Yes. And you guys talked shit about it and said, you just hate the Bruins. So take that. Oh, yes. (laughs) Someone call for help. This is going to end bad. (laughs) Papa Siv has just brought Sarah Siv a beer. This is my brother. Oh, your brother Siv has just brought Papa Siv would not enable me as such. Well, that's disappointing. (laughs) I expected better. All right, here's the picks. Okay, going into round two, all of us were six of eight in our picks. We were running even, six of eight. Round two, Sarah, not a good showing. Oh for four, Sarah. Balances didn't go my way. (laughs) Like seriously though, how could you predict what happened? I I guess you could, I guess Shana did. (laughs) <laughs> so that, that brings Sarah to 6 of 12 um, in this postseason, 50%, Sarah, it's 50%. Sounds like my math scores. <laughs> Maybe I should pay attention to analytics more. That's why you have us. Yes. <laughs> That's You're two personal nerds. <laughs> what did I say? Like, what did I, okay, I can't, I don't even know. Like, uh, my brain is so disassociated. I'm like, okay, who's playing tonight? Vegas and Dallas. I actually, Dallas. Let's talk about them. They're fun. Well, we, we got to finish this round first. Yeah, so we so Shana gets her due. 
I, I went three for four in round two. Nice. Which, which did you get wrong? Excuse me. Oh, I apologize. I went two for four. This is dastardly bad. Two for four. Which did you get wrong? You had Philly and the Islander. I mean, Philly and uh, Boston. Oh, shit. Wait, I went one for four. Oh, my God. <laughs> Who'd you get right? Vegas? Vegas. But I stand by Colorado got screwed by injuries. Stand by. They did. They did. Honestly. Like- Seriously. So I'm just slightly over 50%. That, oh, shoot. I came into this thinking I did better. Okay. So anyway. All right. Let's go. Blah, blah, blah. blah. Shana, you were perfect. Was I fucking really? No way. I thought I picked Colorado. Well, we can change it, but this right here says that you picked Dallas. Oh, shit. That's right. We did it after oh, you. I remember you picked Dallas, and I'm like, what? Fucking right. Look at that. Four oh for four. God. Lord, have mercy. All right. So anyway, let's move on to round three, and we'll start with the – we'll save the bigger conversation for last, Sarah. The first, the first matchup we'll do is Islanders-Tampa Bay. Now – we do know that Tampa Bay is already leading the series 2-0, but let's make our predictions based on our impressions going into this series. Sarah, go. Well, obviously, the Islanders, the way they lost the last game, it's not like it was a beatdown, but I, do, um, I guess it's Tampa Bay's year. Okay. That's it. I take the L. Sorry, John Cooper. Shana. Um, I'm going to go against the Islanders for the first time in the playoffs because uh, I, I think, like, you can look at it and be like, all right, Washington wasn't as good. Philly, it was a stylistic, like, nightmare, that matchup. But Tampa, the injuries do worry me that from last night. Like, do we but know? But you don't know. Healthy? This is going into the oh, series. Right, going, into it, going into it, I thought Tampa. Okay. I just think that they have so much up front that even though the Islanders' defense is so good, they don't have that forward power to match Tampa's at all, even without Stamkos. So – it just seems imbalanced and good for the Islanders getting to this point, but I, I just think Tampa's better. Okay. I will say that going into the series, I thought that the Islanders would arguably be a very strong matchup, um, but I would have picked Tampa also. So we're all either going to win or lose on that one, guys. No dissension. Okay. The next series, and one which has us going Dallas could actually be fun. To quote Sarah Sivian, Vegas versus Dallas. Sarah, your pick. I'm going Dallas just because um, I loved, I saw Weish um, posted their bulletin board or their whiteboard or whatever um, after game seven. And it was like, fucking win. And then it was like post-game beers. So I'm like, okay. I thought they were boring at first. And now I like their attitudes. Maybe they're just private. (laughs) Shana, your, your pick. Um, I'm going to go Vegas and I was thinking Vegas going into it. Cause like, honestly, whether it was Colorado or Dallas, I felt like Vegas is a good enough team to be able to match either team's style. Like they can play as fast paced as, um, Colorado does. And like, they are a good team defensively. And what worries me is I think I really do like Anton Kudobin. I think he's been doing great. It worries me. They don't have Jake Ottinger is like the next up. And that concerns me while you look at if Leonard falls, you still have flurry. And I think that's kind of where, uh, I would give Vegas my edge. A great point. I will also go Vegas um, just because I, I, they've been kind of my pick other than Colorado for the West. And obviously there's no Colorado. So um, I think they're going through a little bit of a lull and series are short. So you have to hope that they get back to their scoring ways, but also hashtag team Mark Stone. Shana, would you agree? Yep. Uh, yes, I would. Um, <laughs> I agree. Tell the yep. people. 
Yeah, so Friday, um, I got drunk watching the game, and I'm sitting there with Rich, and I just, like, looked at him, and Mark Stone did something, and then I look at him, and I'm like, dude, I fucking love Mark Stone. He's like, so do I. I'm, like, looking around, and I see, like, I... I'm like, I have nothing Mark Stone. I went to buy something, like, a shirt when he was trained to Vegas. And I fucking bought it for Rich instead. I got him, like, the Vegas hat, the shirt. Oh. I'm like, I don't, I don't have anything. I'm, like, looking through it. And I was like, I'm going to buy a Mark Stone jersey. He's like, yeah, okay. And, like, two minutes later, I'm like, I fucking bought a Mark Stone jersey. I have talked shit about my friends stupidly buying things while hammered. Like, um, a fucking blender that Rich bought once because he didn't like mine while he was drunk. So... I bought it. I can't wait for it. I don't have a Vegas jersey, and they're sick. And Mark Stone is unbelievable. It's nice to see everyone catching on and recognizing how good he is. And can, I think it's so funny. Everyone's like, look at how amazing Mark Stone is. And then you see it with Shay Theodore, and it's like, where the fuck have you been? It's the same shit with, like, Jacob Slavin last year. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, Slavin's great. Yeah, we know he's great. Shut up. <laughs> Go I I wish that I could have said that, like, during press conferences with Jacob Slavin. It's like, they would just look at us at some times and be like, the, the local media and be like, guys, if you guys have been asking this every day for a year. But Listen to Sarah, folks. Listen to Sarah. Is there more we want Except to say about? Oh, go ahead. About round two. Oh. That's it. <laughs> what, how long do you think it goes, each Ooh. series? Oh, good question. Um, so we know one needs at yeah, least Sarah, five games. You were telling us number of games before, Sarah. What is, you've got to ad adapt your picks here to tell us number of games. All right. Um, seven games for Dallas. Okay. And <laughs> how many games are we? Okay. I, we're in two. We're two in okay. to Tampa Bay Islanders. Okay. Yes. Seven games for Dallas and then Tampa Bay Islanders. We're going to do five. Okay. Shayna? I'm be saying. the tiebreaker. Yeah, I'm going to say seven games for Vegas. Okay. And I think the Islanders can win two. So I'll say six. Oh. Yeah. I, mean, I don't think that they, they're not a team that just like rolls over and dies. So I don't think that they're going to be like just easy out. But then again, like Boston was out in five to Tampa. So. Well, I, just to be different, I'm going to go Tampa Bay in five, Vegas in six. I like it. That's my bold choice. All right, it is now time for everyone's favorite segment. Fuck, Mary kill. We have some good ones, guys. They're very good. We appreciate our listeners. Thank you, as always, for submitting them. Sarah, you are up first. Are you ready? I believe so. Here we go. Fuck, Mary kill. The conference finals schedule. The conference final matchups. The four remaining teams. Fuck, Mary kill. The kill, the four remaining teams. I hate to be like the people on Twitter that are like, this is why the, why hockey isn't fun or whatever. They're like, people are saying because there's no stars or whatever. But at the same time, like. There's the Dallas stars. Yeah, <laughs> literally, they forgot about right in front of their face. But I, um, oh. Hi, I'm Dan, volunteering with the Democrats. Is this Sarah? I'm voting for the Democrat. Okay, the texts, but I, okay. I will kill them because it's just no teams that I've really followed closely this year. So it's just kind of like, Bleh. I'm watching it. Okay. And then I will marry the schedule because oh. every day there's something to look forward to, I guess. And then I will 
fuck the matchups. matchups because I don't I don't know what to expect. Like these matchups are kind of like outlandish to me. So I, I don't know what to expect. And I like to see kind of like Hudobin's the goalie and then it's like we got a really good um tandem of goalies in Vegas. That's cool. Shayna? Do you need me to remind um, you? Or are you good? No, I got it. Um, I'm going to marry the matchups. I think that they're fun because, like, you know, everyone wanted a Western Conference final of Colorado Vegas. And, like, I, I did, too. Like, everything about it, you were like, yes, this is going to be so fun. And Dallas is like, you know, they stepped up. They've looked great in the playoffs. And I feel like it's such a fun series because both teams, like, they're good offensively. They're good defensively. They're good in net that you're like, all right, what, like, what will happen there? And then on the other side of it, you have the team that has made everybody look boring because of their defensive play versus the best offensive team in the league. So it's like, I like that. I think that it is fun. Um, I guess I'll fuck the teams that are in it. I think it's cool that it's not anyone that's won since the most recent winner was what, Tampa in 04? Sure. I think so. Like, it's, it's fun that it's someone different. It's not like another year of like, oh, it could be the Penguins or the Blackhawks or the this or that. Like, I think that uh, makes it fun, even though, like, there definitely could be teams that would I'd have more interest if they were in, but I, I really don't have a problem with the teams. I'll kill the scheduling. I'm wow. going to forever talk shit about the NHL scheduling because I am not a salty person that did not get the job out of grad school that I applied for. That was my dream job. So every time I see something with scheduling, I just like to talk shit about it. But, like, whoa, 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 what was your dream job? I wanted that job. I wanted what to job? make the schedule. Oh. Yeah, I applied for that, and it was, like, you know, you had to balance what was going on at the arenas or what other sporting events were there and the travel and everything like that. And it seems so cool. So I applied for that, like, I think a month before I finished grad school and I, I got turned down pretty quickly. And like, I understood, but I was also like, you know, the people you have doing it, I have, I have some thoughts. So I like to talk shit about it. And also like, you know, for work, I'll be like dying with like 10, seven o'clock games at the same time and shit like that. So like, I always have to talk shit about it. Um, my it's issue a revelation. The, yeah. I did not know this. I didn't know that either. That's why I'm so critical about the scheduling, like, and not staggering games. I feel like it's breaking just, news on two. Everyone hours. is. Uh, yeah. You don't even bat an eyelash because everyone is because it's weird. Yeah. yeah. So with this in particular, um, it's nice that there's no back-to-backs or unnecessary stacking of games at the same arena on the same day, which they did last round, which I thought was really dumb. Um, but like, your the Western Conference games for the most part do start at eight o'clock. And Vegas is three hours ahead. And I do think that is wrong. Like, I get that you want to appeal to Eastern Conference viewers because that's where you think that the bulk of your fans are. And that, like, they may be, but it's a Western Conference matchup. Obviously, 8 o'clock works for Dallas. So Dallas starts, have them be at 8 o'clock. Have it work for them. But when Vegas plays, if you don't want to do 10 p.m. because that is hard for your Eastern Conference fans, do a 9 o'clock start. There's only one, I think, in there. And the other part is, like, Sunday, they're obviously not playing a night game because it'll intersect with Sunday Night Football, which is NBC. But then you have Tampa playing at 3 o'clock, which, if I remember correctly, the Bucks play at 4, which is Tom Brady's first game. So Tampa fans have to be split on that. And I feel like that's something you should be aware of to maximize both your viewership and, you know, do right by the fans of that team. Like, it, it sucks. Really? So I'll kill it. That was a lot of information to digest. I'm not going to lie. A lot. Um, okay. I now feel terrible because I was going to marry the schedule. That's fair. 
That's because fair. We're I talking do. people though. Like that's our own yeah, little yeah. world. Yeah. Because I do like, I do like that there's no back to backs. I thought that was really brutal um, on the teams last round in particular. Um, and I do like it every, every night, like Sarah said, and, and everyone gets to see everything, which I think is, that's why I like the, like, even when they were doing a full day of hockey with the play-in, like starting at noon, I loved that. I thought that was great. Yeah, yeah I thought that was fun. Like, so, it was a course yeah. to be staggered, which I liked. So I will, I was going to marry the schedule. Um, I will fuck the, the matchups just because I agree. I don't know. We, we don't know what we're going to get. They're going to be fun and crazy. Um, and hey, that's fun. And I will kill the four remaining teams mainly because I went one for four in the last round. So yeah, look at that out of spite. Kill that out of spite. Uh, we have another bit of news, you guys. Just popped up. Lauren uh, got a game for his hit on Brock Nelson. Well, he should. I, I was surprised though he got a game because he he missed he two missed periods, the game. Right? Yeah. Well, the same it's with the three. playoffs. You know, yeah, they're... I would think that in the playoffs, it would have been like those two periods count as a game because I feel like we've heard that in years past. I have no problem with it being a suspension, just consistency earlier in the postseason. I'm kind of like... But, Shana's yeah. dream job, two bits of news in one podcast. Sarah's in Boston. The entire Sivian family's on the episode. I don't even know what we're doing anymore, you guys. This is craziness. <laughs> okay, we have one more fuck, Mary kill. And we will discuss this here because we're going to talk about this topic. We believe um, in depth not only in a future episode, but probably all summer. Um, but Sarah, I'm going to have you go first. Are you ready? Yes. Fuck, Mary kill. Goaltender soap operas. Vegas, Vancouver, or Colorado? Go. You gotta marry Vegas. Come on. Like, he, when there's a Zoom, entire Zoom interview, that I boyfriend's calling me hi i'm on a podcast i'll call you back bye but um <laughs> um the this is the what every goaltender drama should strive to be for the rest of the future of life as we know it um there's just nothing better than commissioned art of Mark andre Fleury getting stabbed, like the drops of blood. It's like, that's literally a Hamlet. It's Romeo and Juliet. It's like Shakespearean. Amazing. So yes, that's the okay. drama that we crave and okay. we'll marry that. And we will fuck Vancouver because there's a fun little surprise and they're both pretty good. Like, that's great. I will kill um, Colorado because it's sad. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't want that to happen. I don't want people to get injured. Shayna? Um, I'm going to go with the same. Uh, the Colorado situation sucked, and it, I, I hated it, like, knowing Grubauer has, like, had these injuries, I think it was earlier this year, and yep. last year maybe too? I don't remember. I don't know. But, like, I mean, that sucks. I did find it really funny, though, that Hutchinson was doing things, and, like, between him and Kadri, like, how much, like, Leafs fans were sitting there, like, staring, like, why couldn't this be us? These are our players that we got rid of. But, um... I'll kill that. Uh, yeah, Vancouver, it was fun with Demko, and I think it adds a nice wrinkle into this offseason because there's so much talk about what's going to happen with Markstrom. And like you said, like, we'll be getting into that more. But it, it uh, you know, a lot of people will make decisions based off a very small sample of things that happen in the playoffs too. So that, like, adds another wave to this. Like, how will the Canucks react? Will they go, well, we're definitely not investing in Markstrom now. Will they be able to, like, balance his cap and make it work? So – it just gives us something to like look forward to. And I think it was really cool for Demko to kill it like that. Like 
you know, his team was not playing as well as they could have. And he was so good. So I always think that's fun. And then I will marry Vegas because how can you not? That was, we, we hear so much about goalie controversies and it'll just be like passive aggressive comments or you hear it from the coach or anything like that, or it's just media speculation. We didn't need to speculate anything. It was put on a platter for us on Twitter. Here's a picture of Marc-Andre Fleury, the nicest person in hockey with a sword dripping blood going through him with the coach's name on it. Like and the, the kicker is though, that like Robin Leonard's been amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. who's putting a knife through Marc-Andre Fleury? Right. Yeah, it, it's, yeah. It, it's funny because, like, you look at the coaching change and it probably happened because there was a streak of bad goaltending. Like, that's what happened with Vegas. And, like, it sucks, but that is the case. And, like, you know, it definitely sucked for Fleury, everything, how it happened, him going to the bubble and finding out, like, hey, you're not the starter, by the way, even though you've been the face of our franchise since we started. But, like, the fact that it was just put out there – in a tweet, everything unfolded since. Like, it was wild. You can't not love that uh, soap opera drama. I agree also. And the only thing I would add is that, of course, we have to kill Colorado because they're already dead. Like, they're all already broken. Yeah. And it's terrible. All right. Before we sign off this week, um, we wanted to draw attention to um, something that's happening this week and, in particular, a focus today. And, Sarah, maybe you could just share with our listeners what what we're asking folks to think about and support this week and, and particularly uh, Thursday, although this will release later, um, what Thursday was all about. Yeah, it's uh, Suicide Prevention Month and Thursday is Suicide Prevention Day. So just be fucking nice, reach out to your friends, even the ones that seem like everything's fine. Um, just have empathy, think about others, and we will drop some links underneath this episode where you can help or be helped. Awesome. And it's okay Absolutely. to ask for help. It's, you're not weak. Absolutely. 100%. And let people know you love them, even if yes. you think you have already showed it in some other way. It's always great to make sure that people know. Um, mm -hmm. With that, uh, we will wrap up this week. Um, we appreciate all of you guys. We love you, our listeners, um, 100%. Um, be sure to follow us on Twitter at two underscore much underscore man. Check us out online at toomanymenpod.com. Uh, we have cool merch, including fanny packs slash white claw carriers on Teespring. All those links are on our site, on social, and on our website. And in the episode notes, um, we will be back next week to talk about how Shana has apparently schooled Sarah and I in picks um, and everything else that's happening under the sun. My friends, I love both of you. Did we miss anything on today's episode? No, I don't think so. Love you guys and love the listeners. Awesome. With that, uh, we will talk to you all next week. We love you. Love you. Bye.